Welcome, everybody, to the Mental Health Hour. Uh, this is episode 36. And this is a viewer voted. We did a vote um, over the past week with our Discord community. Um, and uh, there'll be more on that coming. Um, we'd like everybody that uh, enjoys this content and stuff to join the Discord community. Um, Because a lot of our um, interactions with you all are through there. It's easy for everybody. Um, Discord's been pretty awesome. There's the link to our bio link. The Discord with an invite is in there. Uh, So we encourage you to to join. Um, So uh, hello to all the live viewers coming on in. And hello to our replay viewers over on YouTube. And hello to Gemma. Hey, I'm going to um, get a link for the bio link so that people can do that. Okay. Um, bio link. So our viewer voted, we ran a poll with four different, uh, let's see, four different uh, ads. See you in a minute. <laughs> uh, Craig, it's good to see you. Um, uh, we ran an ad with four different options for show topics, just to let the viewers pick one. And the overwhelming pick was relationships and mental health. So there you go. There's Craig. Welcome in, Craig. Hey, Craig. <laughs> but uh, anywho, before uh, before we do get started, uh, we, we wanted to take a moment here and uh, uh, mourn the loss of somebody in our Live stream community. Yeah. Have you lost your sound just now? No, it was. Oh, you there. That was strange. It just went funny. Uh, yeah, like, it's fine. We're working. Uh, Vanita, for people that didn't know, she went to work, I think, was it Monday? Uh, collapsed at work and had a brain aneurysm and then sadly passed yesterday. Um, I know that she was a friend to many people on and in the live streaming community. So it's always um, sad when someone passes. So just want to say from both Tim and myself that um, our thoughts are with her family, her friends and her loved ones. And anybody that is affected by that can reach out or we have, I have put some numbers in the Discord but there are plenty of helpline numbers if that is required as well. So. Absolutely. And may she rest in peace. Yeah. Um, Vanita was a fantastic member of, for the, for the little bit of time I knew her mm-hmm. on the old platform. Um, she always had some very fun, happy star broadcasts. Um, so, uh, yes, we extend our deepest condolences to the family and to Bernie. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, it was very sad. Um, but moving forward, um, we'll get into today's episode. Hello, Hattie, and hello, Ella. Good Hi. to see everybody. Thanks for uh, stopping yes. in. And uh, so today, if you guys are just coming in, we're, we're going to be talking relationships and mental health. Um, so this is a broad, a broad um, topic, I guess you could say. Uh, it, it encompasses quite a bit. Like, So initially, I had really thought like relationships with your significant other. But um, while, you know, doing work to prepare for the show and whatnot, uh, this goes, uh, this can go uh, in many different directions. Uh, so we're talking like relationships with, with your significant other or, you know, uh, just regular friendships, um, your communal relationships like work, school, um, and of course your familial, right, familial relationships, your, just your immediate family, um, mm-hmm extended family, uh, in-laws, uh, married family, all that good stuff. So there's so many uh, different avenues we can run down here. So this will be a good 
good show. We've got a couple things planned. Um, I have to try and upload a short video that we found. I don't know if it'll just throw it right on screen or not, but we can certainly give it a go. Um, I'll just take it right down mm -hmm. uh, if that is the case. Um, but uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll just get straight into um, what we want to cover. Gemma, did you have anything uh, before we begin uh, to, to start? Um, no, we're just going to get into it but yeah like relationships and mental health would affect anyone it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship as you say it can be anything so anybody that suffers with mental health in any capacity it would be relevant for them so yeah yes um and certainly as always in the comments section please share your uh experiences share your uh, anything that hits home with uh during during the broadcast whatever we are talking about um we love to hear from you guys makes the show that much better um and yes absolutely please uh share whatever you feel comfortable with and a hello to dimmy and a hello to eric eric um for those of you that don't know will be appearing on our show with us yeah. Um, we are going to meet with him on February the 4th uh, to talk about it. And I think we have him scheduled in the beginning of um, March. Oh, speaking of that, we are also going to be planning a, um, a new or another episode where, like we did earlier. Uh, I forget which episode it was, 27 or something like that, where we did the live viewer Q&A. Uh, we had you for the month of whatever it was, we had you submit questions anonymously to us through our bio link. There's a, a form there, and even on the Discord, you can access it. Um, it is. I'll grab that now, please. Yes, please. Um, and thank you, uh, Demi, for the bits. Uh, we we had such a good time with that, and uh, everybody seemed to like it. So it went really well, and we're going to do that again. But more on that towards the end of the show. Um, so relationships, let's start with, um, you know, just an overall um, going over. I think most of the information uh, can pretty much transcribe uh, between different, uh, you know, whether it's uh, with your significant other or whether it's with a friendship, coworker, etc. Um, now, it is important to remember, though, that Sometimes at when we're at work or um, at school or something, we might have a different persona than we do just lounging around at home. Um, so we're kind of putting on two different faces. You know, there's work Tim and there's regular Tim. Um, and for and for that, uh, the the uh, you just have to be cognizant of what you're portraying to another person. Um, is it the same that your mom would get or is it different? Probably not. Right. So that's going to affect how people in turn deal with you. Um, now we'd like to, I'd like to try and base this around one person in the relationship, maybe you or maybe your significant other um, having some mental health challenges, um, which could be, any number of things. Um, so starting off, I think we'll just look a little bit about some, some red flags and some, um, some good things to uh, harbor a good relationship. And mm -hmm. I think number one is trust. Um, Gemma, would you agree with that trust? Oh, absolutely. Without trust, especially in a relationship, you've pretty much got nothing. If you can't trust who you're with then the rest doesn't gel right absolutely top priority right and with trust uh with trust comes respect um so respect and trust these are uh very big um starts for the foundation uh of any good relationship 
And when, whenever you're building anything, you need a solid foundation. What's up, Ray? How are you? It's good to see you. Thanks for stopping in. Give me showing the love. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to start from the ground up. You need a, a good foundation. Trust is where you want to begin. Um, if you don't trust somebody, then chances are your relationship's not going to be that great. Um, and looking at uh, a couple of other key uh, factors, I like the uh, uh, the time apart, time uh, width ratio. That's um, that's pretty big, uh, especially for a relationship of a, with a significant other. Um, there is too much time together, and of course, there's too much time apart. But a healthy balance in between the two of those, um, like for example, um, my wife and I spend uh, a good bit of time together. Uh, however, uh, to, like tonight, I'm home alone uh, as she's at work. And then tomorrow I'll be gone for 24 hours on my shift. But then we plan, we make sure we plan things, um, you know, that we will, on, on those times that we are together, uh, we have something to do. Not Not every single time. But it is important to notice that it's healthy to spend some time away. It feels terrible mm -hmm. when you have to leave all the time. However, that does help the relationship grow. Definitely. I think when you're on top of each other all the time, that really, it, it, can, it can be intense. And I mm -hmm. think that nothing would have demonstrated that more than COVID lockdowns, maybe. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be two minutes. I've just got to sort them up. I'm going to sure. um, like Gemma was just saying there, the COVID lockdown had uh, had us all not at each other's throats or anything, I, I wouldn't say. But uh, we uh, definitely got a lot more time together than anybody was used to. So I think uh, the time apart can be so helpful to a healthy relationship. Um, some of the red flags that we're going to be looking at, uh, and we'll get more into this, um, but, uh, you know, control. That's that's the big one. Um, partners that try and control, or if one is more of the alpha um, dog in the, in the relationship, this can tend to skew things to whatever they want to do you know it's not it's not going to always be fair it should be a, a fair um sharing of the uh, what are we going to do today kind of conversations um once one person starts asserting too much control then the other person feels nothing more than submission um and like their opinion doesn't matter um dismissed um, these are these are qualities that nobody should ever have to feel. Unfortunately, it happens quite a bit. Um, but also uh, on the red flag side of things, and this I think I I, I don't want to call it a red flag, but um, more of a, a talking point. But uh, boundaries, 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 and I'll get into this more in depth. Um, a little bit later, but boundaries are so huge for a healthy relationship. Uh, you cannot essentially get mad at um, your significant other or your coworker or um, a schoolmate, a friend. You, you can't really be mad with them or upset with them if they don't know your expectations. So setting boundaries um, is just one of those things where, you know, you're going to uh, start one way or start the relationship off on a, on the right foot. Um, rejoins us here. Sorry about that. <laughs> right. We're talking real quickly about boundaries in relationships um, yeah. and how important those can be uh, without, definitely without boundaries. Um, you can't expect people to just know what you want, you know? Mm. Yeah, definitely. It's good to have some healthy boundaries. And as you say, if you don't, 
if you don't share with the other person what you want and what you expect, providing they're like reasonable, then um, you know it it's it pays to have them because obviously the last thing you want is to be crossing those boundaries without knowing or them doing that like taking advantage even at the other side of things because then that's where it gets into the territory of it not working in a relationship breakdowns and things absolutely yeah um tim conrad and i do that frequently um what bugs either of us when we stream together yes ella and i um do the late night comedy hour if you will um I haven't actually been streaming much at night lately because of my work schedule has been so crazy. I've been exhausted. Um, so defining those boundaries without causing friction. Uh, yes, Craig, absolutely. Um, and part of uh, a good relationship as well, and that's a good segue, Craig, is communication. The lines of communication have to be uh, on their game. Uh, you, you Nobody should be screaming at one another. Um, we oh, should no. understand um, what's going on. And this comes uh, into play for all relationships, but mm. most uh, importantly with your significant other, spouse, partner, whatever it may be, um, so that you can go to them. You're going to spend a lot of time with a significant other. Mm -hmm. If your communication skills aren't good, then I think, you know, everything else is going to break down. Would you agree, Gemma? Oh, yeah, definitely. If um, if you're, like, say, if you've met somebody that you are planning on spending time with romantically and you want that to work, the first and most important thing is to be open and honest with that person. Because if you're not, that's where the trust and things comes into play. But to pretty much from the get-go, let them know what you want and what you expect from that relationship. Like, even be it a friendship to start with, because you have to have boundaries, even with friends and that trust. Because if there isn't, if there isn't that, then it's just going to end disastrously. And to have the boundaries in place from the get-go so that they know what to expect and what you expect. And then as the relationship becomes more, to introduce more so that you know both, both so that you both know what you want from the relationship. And then obviously when you move in with somebody, there will be more like boundaries, more expectations from that relationship. Right. I think that's where, for me, my relationship didn't work because even though I had like discussed what I expected and what I wanted from it, the other party wasn't quite so as forthcoming with those, shall we say. And there was the breakdown with those, then the breakdown with the trust and with the obviously the lying, the cheating, and then everything else just fell apart from there. Certainly. Two, they're the two most important things, I think. I've dropped the link to um, one of the pages that I was looking at with with these red flags and such, if you want to do yeah. some more exploring on your own, and I will be putting this one in the Discord as well. Uh, greetings from Chicagoland. Mr. Jim in the house, everybody, the host of Catalyst, which will be on later this evening. Um, and we will talk about that also at the end of the show. Um, but yes, open lines of communication and good communication, mm -hmm. not, not the um, screaming at each other, not the um, dismissive. Uh, the, you know, that's a huge thing. We've talked about it several times, um, how one person can feel completely dismissed in a relationship uh, mm -hmm. and they're constantly being told that they're wrong even if it was in, with all the right intentions um, i.e. Uh, your significant other says that I'm fat and you say no you're not well that's a dismissive comment um, mm -hmm. obviously they are feeling something 
something has caused that to come up inside of them. And mm -hmm. you can talk it out better than just saying, no, you're not, and moving on and back to yeah. your game or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. So why don't we take a look at uh, some slides here. Um, and we'll start with the multicolored one. This might be a little hard to read, but um, Gemma will read it off and we'll talk a little bit about it. This is um, just about relationships in general. All right. Okay. Let me have a look. I'm having trouble myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's blurry as heck. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Um, we can go over the big talking points. Um, and again, these slides will be available for viewing. Sure. The big talking points, though, is giving your time, um, taking yeah. time to be with one another. And not just, as the next one says, um, not just giving your time to one another, but being present. Put down the cell phones. Um, one, of the, one of the things that I had to, or that when I got home from rehab, we, me and my wife started some couples counseling so she could kind of come into my world a little bit as it was completely turned upside down. And it, it in turn was a great exercise for us. Um, and we got a lot of helpful tips, tips in entering our marriage at the same time. Mm -hmm. So this was a big one. Uh, be present when you're together. Don't just be sitting there on your cell phone. If you take your wife to dinner or your husband to dinner, um, be there. Yeah. Talk, you know, uh, the, the two of you, how many times do you go out and you look around and everybody's just on their phones? <laughs> Yeah, you can see people sat and they're just like they're glued to the phone and there's no conversation, no nothing. And it's like, well, why are you even out? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. It's 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 hysterical. Um but yeah, and then uh that goes along with listening. Listen, actively listen to what the other people are saying. Um you should be engaged in the conversation. And that way you're listened to. So uh, you can be listened to, uh, you know, it's a give and go process. It's a give take. Um, and then you got to learn how to recognize these unhealthy relationships. And we'll go, we'll get into that a little bit. We've already started with um, some of the red flags. However, there's some more that I would like to touch on. So uh, moving on, Gemma, I think you should be able to take a gander at these. Yeah. Right, yeah. So how mental illness affects romantic relationships. So feeling unworthy of love, reduced sex drive, so like due to medications and things, which that certainly has had an impact with me, with me having lots of medications, and that can then have an effect on your relationship because the other part is looking for like, well, do you not want it? Do you not find me attractive? And it, it can bring its own problems into play with that one. And then the needing reassurance, because that would follow with, with the, um, like, feeling. If you, if, like, I say, for example, I would always be really tired and want to go to bed and want to go to sleep. And my partner at the time would be like, well, you know, we don't do anything, do you not find me attractive, stuff like that. And then they need reassurance that, no, it's not that. I'm, I'm just really not feeling very well. And it can become difficult. And then you feel like you're obliged to do it. And right. Sex it can, can be um, a very big point uh, of, mm -hmm. of contention. Um, and just like you were just saying, like, Am I not attractive? Uh, I know I had a little bit of trouble when I got home from rehab, um, but I my whole life was flopped, up, you know, completely 180. And I was on a ton of meds um, for physical health and for mental health. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, the sex drive just wasn't there initially. But there is... Um, I, I did, you know, talk with my doctor and we adjusted some things with the meds and um, things definitely got better. However, during that time, my wife was feeling just that, like, am I not attractive? What's going on? 
And mm-hmm. I, you just, I had to explain that, look, it's not, I'm, I'm still very attracted to you. You know, it's just mm-hmm. with everything that's happening. It's just my, my sex drive is down and it is a side effect of some meds, um, you know, and just sitting down and having these conversations um, is really the key factors here. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Continue. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, um, like back to the, um, like the sex and stuff, like, mm-hmm with when we talk about pain and things that also is a factor in there because i know certainly for myself literally some days just moving or being touched it hurts so when you are potentially entering into a relationship with someone with like romantically it's always best from the very start to be open and honest with them about you and how you are and how you feel and how you're affected by that. And then certainly with myself again, I when I felt that there was that trust in that relationship, I then had to open up about the fact that I'd been um, sexually abused and that also was a factor in me having to build up that extra trust with them because there's that factor to put into that as well. So make sure that you are open and honest with your partner. But obviously, you don't want to go out on a date and just blurt it all out right at the very start, because that's a bit intense. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Oops. I think you know. I think you know when the time's right, I guess. Um, so back to the slide. Sorry, we got on. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what they're for. These are the talking points I want to cover too, you know. Mm-hmm. Emotionally distant, which again, it all can play in there because, again, going back to like the reduced sex drive and the reduced like physical contact, and then some people don't want the um, public displays of affection, things like that. Some people don't like that. Mm-hmm. Again, it's to be discussed uh, with the other person. But then I've known it where, certainly for myself, and I don't know if you experienced the same, when you didn't have the, the sex drive and things like that, and then you weren't able to do the things that maybe you would normally have, mm-hmm. then the other party then becomes maybe a little bit distant with you because of mm-hmm. that, because of the way they feel. Certainly. Start off with being the person that's affected by the illness, then being passed on to the other person because of the way that their mind is getting them to think. So it's um, it's definitely a it's definitely a a, a barrier, um, <laughs> for sure. And it does put uh, that emotional distance, like it's talking about. Um, yeah. Sex in a relationship is, um, a, it, sex is a huge part of mm-hmm. your romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel, I feel it's safe to say that everybody at some point in time has issues in their sex life. I, I guess I shouldn't say everyone because there are outliers to every case. However, mm-hmm. it's a very common thing and it's mm-hmm. nothing to be embarrassed over. Um, again, mm-hmm. it's just sitting down and talking communication uh is key and that keeps that um you know and, and maybe even um some couples counseling or talking speaking with your doctor if you're on meds because sex in a healthy relationship can already be uh, a difficult thing mm-hmm. go ahead and add a mental health challenge into the mix and things definitely take mm-hmm. a ramp up um so Yes, uh, reduced sex drive, feeling unworthy, you know, love, that constant reassurance, um, and just the numbness uh, can can, uh, all be affected by somebody having a mental health issue. Um, Moving forward, uh, a couple more things. Yeah, so this one, we've got... So how mental illness affects romantic relationships. So trust issues, as we've discussed, trust is key to any kind of relationship, not just romantically, but 
any relationship, feeling unworthy of sexual attention, worrying about what your partner is thinking, flashbacks to past trauma and body image concerns. So there's some really big ones in there. Do you have anything you want to mention? So we, we did a whole episode on the body image thing. Um, and I feel like that definitely uh, is another big talking point uh, amongst a lot of relationships with significant others. Mm -hmm. uh, again, open lines of communication uh, and being honest um, really goes a long way. If you're lying constantly to your significant other, why why should they ever believe you when you talk about their body image? You know what I'm saying? Like if yeah. you're constantly honest, I think there's a lot more. Um, what's the word? Uh, there's a lot more the credibility to to your um, reassurances. Yeah. And uh, worrying about what your partner is thinking is just that's one of those anxiety. There's a whole thing called relationship anxiety. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's that's another episode however it uh it definitely it, it encompasses all of these things all of the things with um for instance che constantly checking their cell phone messages or feeling the need to at least uh snooping mm -hmm. around uh when they're not home um trust issues it all falls on that trust issues trust issues trust issues yeah and then like with the trust thing is so big because as i've said before if if you have a thief for example you know that you don't leave anything valuable around because they could pinch it mm -hmm. uh, if you have say somebody that's murdered somebody like not like a bit deep but just don't turn your back on them stuff like that but if you have somebody that has lied you never can trust a thing that they say. There's always going to be that doubt. Well, they've lied once. Are they doing it again? So mm -hmm. with the trust thing, that throws into play absolutely everything that they have ever said and that they ever are likely to say. Because if there's the trust issue, if they, if you can prove outright that they've lied to you, that will make you question everything that they ever say and everything that they ever do. So sure. trust, definitely a big thing. And if in a relationship you haven't got trust, then like the whole relationship basically is built on trust and trusting somebody else, trusting that they are not going to run away with somebody else, trusting that they actually do love you, trusting that they're not going to... I don't know, like steal everything from you. Like, the, yeah, there's there's so many things, and I think that when you've had a relationship with somebody, where you've been made to doubt yourself, because I think having the trust issues and a break when there's been a break in that trust with somebody, it makes even though potentially like you weren't the liar, you were the one being lied to it makes you doubt yourself and it can have a real detrimental knock-on effect with you and any other relationships you have. Because I know that when I had been with somebody because he was a liar, it made me then go into my other relationships thinking, well, are they lying too? And it's so hard to try and disconnect from what's happened in the past and not bring it forward with you into that new relationship or into relationships with other friends, say. It doesn't have to be romantically, but it's just so hard to say, well, just because that one person lied to me doesn't mean that everybody else is going to. You have to see each person for the individual that they are, not because, oh, well, he's a man and he lied to me. So all men are liars or, you know, you do know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. You have to, um, you have to each person for their own worth and their own value and give them a chance. Yeah. If they lie to you, then fine. They've lied to you. That trust's broken. Yeah. But you know, trust is something that takes a very long time. And I've learned 
um, to build back. Um, mm -hmm. A lifetime to build. When, when, I was, when I was in my heavy drinking, I was constant liar, just a pathological liar, but it was anything to do that, that I could protect my buzz, protect my drinking. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's a, a big part. That was my top priority. You know, my ex-wife, my wife at the time, um, she was not anywhere near priority one. Alcohol was it. And I was starting down that path with my current wife now. But until I got this under control um, and thank God she stuck around because whew, that was a, just a low, low point. Um, and Michael, thank you for sharing your comment as well. Um, mental health issues in a relationship can um, lead to, uh, unfortunately, lead to some domestic violence as well, mm -hmm. um, whether it be verbal or physical uh, but this is, again, something that could also happen in um, a healthier relationship or whatever. I mean, but it's just those the, the mental health problems or issues can definitely ramp these things up. Um, take a look at this helpful tips um, and then we can try and take a look at this video if you like. So showing, you know, support and sympathy that goes with you know, the, what I was talking about, about not being dismissive. Um, you don't need to, even though sometimes it might feel like the right thing to, to shut that down or, or stop that thought process, the negative effect it has on the other person that you don't see um, is still there. Um, it, they do feel dismissed. They do feel... Uh, like their opinion doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Educate yourself about mental health. I'm constantly doing that. Um, and it's very important for my recovery. Uh, it's very important to stay on top of these things and keep learning, to keep it fresh and to keep it interesting for me. If something in my brain becomes boring, then it gets cast aside. Mm -hmm. uh, again, communication is right there. Um, seeking professional help. It's never a bad idea. There's no shame in asking for help. There is absolutely no shame in it. Mm -hmm. if, if you take nothing else from me during the 36 episodes we've been doing this show, there is no shame in needing a little help. That's what mm -hmm. these people are here for. They, that's what they do. And you're not the only one that sees them. Otherwise, there'd only be one of them. And they'd be out of business, right? Oh, yeah, for real. We can't do everything ourselves. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a breakdown somewhere or, or continuous breakdowns. Ask for help. Find a way to compromise so both of you feel supported. Compromise is a, is a tough thing to swallow. Um, but when both parties... I, you know, it's funny because I, I, when you a good compromise leaves everybody unhappy, right? Is then that's that's the saying. Mm -hmm. um, but everybody gets a little bit of the, the pie that way, you know. Um, and hopefully, you can compromise, find ways to compromise instead of trying to split it down the middle all the time. Maybe um, do a hundred percent your way and then a hundred percent their way the next time, or you know, vice versa. Um, healthy habits together, inclusion. Um, this is this is a big one, uh, and something that my wife uh, doesn't feel like we do enough of. Um, and I'm working on trying to find a couple things that we can do together. Um, you know, not just habits, like just going somewhere. You know, common interests. Like we have our common interests, but. Uh, I think she wants more of something new and exciting, you know? Um, so just starting new things, trying new things together um, is, is really can help that relationship grow. And of course, self-care, one of our favorite episodes that we did on the show and um, something we talk about all the time, self-care. Uh, you, you, 
like Gemma said, you can't uh, be healthy for others if you're not healthy yourself. Your relationship can't be healthy if you're not healthy. So practice self-care um, and, and keep your mind clear. Uh, and and uh, that will nurture your relationship. Uh, anything mm -hmm. to add there, Gemma? Um, a couple of things. I like definitely with the self care thing. I think that when you see somebody like a friend or something that is struggling or like is unwell, we're very quick to say like, "Are you all right? Do you need anything? Go to the doctors, anything like that." But when it's yourself, you just like, oh, "I'll be fine," like, and not not like looking after ourselves. But you can't be um, like. If you're a parent, you can't be like the best parent you can be or the best person or the best friend if you're not looking after yourself. But then it's like with the um, relationship thing, just to pick up. I think when we enter into a new relationship, it's really easy because like it's new, it's exciting and we're getting to know each other and it's really easy. But then to go on and to maintain that relationship, especially when you've been in this relationship for a long time, trying to do things that keep that excitement there, to keep that spark there. Like, I mean, when you've been with someone for a long time, and yeah, you love them and you can't imagine your life without them, but it's important to do something for yourselves, like as a couple, like just to just to keep that spark there just to keep it like just to have that time for yourselves and to remind you both of you what it is that you have together do you know what i mean yeah. um, even if it's just to i don't know go see a movie together or like have a date night or something maybe yeah. once a week once a month just a date night go out for a meal try try a new restaurant um try a new hobby um, dancing, go skating, any, anything just to do for the two of you. And it can be hard when you have young children, as you're about to find out yourself, Tim. <laughs> but it, like, it, it, it can be hard, and I'm sure that uh, when that time comes, you'll be exhausted. Yes, I can't um, wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh, There's I a new habit to pick up together, huh? Oh, for sure. Parenting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, thank you. And uh, Hattie saying this slide is 100% what I'm going through now. That's perfect. That's exactly what we like to hear. Um, obviously not um, mm -hmm. anything horrible, but we like to connect with our audience. And One if, thing that, if we're putting up material like that, that, that really hits home, mm -hmm. then that means I'm happy with the show we're doing. Um, and as always, you can always reach out to the DMs as well in the Discord mm -hmm. or Twitter is better for me than any other. But go ahead, Jim. Yeah, one thing when was just mentioned about the children, somebody messaged me quite a few weeks ago now um, and asked me about relationships. And one thing that I would, I mean, like everybody can make their own mind up with this, but if there's ever any relationship problems, mm -hmm. there's ever, and is not the way to fix it. So if there's that doubt, you need to work on yourselves first before adding another party into that, which is, in this case, a child, um, which is the advice I gave to this person that asked. Obviously, like, you can make that as you will, and everybody can make their own mind up. But if there's one thing that can put strain on a relationship, and that's a child, so obviously make sure that you are in a strong enough relationship. And I say this knowing that my relationship broke down after a child because my relationship wasn't strong enough because obviously I was spending all my time being a mother and we didn't have as much time together. We were, I was exhausted. I had a physical health on top of that and I ended up with really bad postnatal depression as well. And it was it was hard. And then my now ex-partner got very jealous of that because we weren't having that time together anymore. Everything changed. Mm -hmm. 
So definitely like make sure that it's strong enough to withstand that. But also, like I said to my friend, if you're not in a strong enough relationship, don't add another party into that thinking it'll make it stronger because chances are it won't. Absolutely. I just wanted to add that in there. Oh, thank you. Um, we're going to go ahead real quick, and we have uh, Gemma found a, a little short video. It's only about four to five minutes long, but I enjoyed it. I'm going to see if it'll work. Um, it was also more of a test to see how the videos play in the stream yard and see what yeah, it looks like. But uh, a lot of good information here. And uh, so real quick, watch this, and we'll be back to wrap things up. we'll be sharing five tips for helping someone with a mental illness based on an article from issue two of our magazine. One of the biggest factors in whether those who are mentally ill will open up to a person about their feelings is how that person reacts. It can be frustrating when someone in our life is ill and we don't like seeing our loved ones in pain and often want to help. These five tips should help assure that your loved one can open up more to you. Tip number one, don't allow your negative emotions to be visible. Like I said, it can be frustrating trying to help someone who's ill. You might feel anger, pity, sadness, or even helplessness when trying to help. It's best not to show these emotions. Don't sigh when your loved one responds in a way you don't like and don't talk to them as if they are stupid. Keep in mind, if they could act healthy, they would. And if you show a negative reaction to your loved ones, they are much more likely to hide their feelings. On to tip two, do show them that you still care. This one may seem obvious, but often mental illness makes a person feel broken or somehow less than. Therefore, your loved ones should be reminded that you care greatly about them. Without this reinsurance, they may feel as if no one cares. Tip three, and this one is an important one. Don't tell or remind them that it could be worse. This is extremely unhelpful. The idea that knowing that some people are worse off will feel better is simply not true. In fact, it might make your loved one feel even worse. Firstly, all that matters to your loved one right now is that they feel bad. So bringing up others doesn't really factor in to how they feel. Secondly, this reminder may cause guilt within your loved one. They may feel guilty for talking about the illness, or even worse, feel guilty for being ill at all. This means that your loved one is less likely to open up about their illness to you or to anyone else in the future. Tip four, don't try to relate how they feel to your own experiences. That is, unless you have the same illness, of course. It can be tempting to try and relate how they feel to things you've been through. But telling someone who has bipolar that you understand because you have mood swings or your friend with anxiety that you understand because you get anxious before exams isn't helpful. Mental illnesses are more extreme than other behaviour and feelings, and it can often feel invalidating to the person to hear these things. Also, doing this tends to focus the conversation back on you when it is the other person who needs support. So it's best to listen rather than try to offer up your own stories. And finally, tip five, do try and research their illness. The internet is a wonderful tool that allows you to research whatever illness your loved one has. You can research symptoms, helpful tips, and read others' experiences. This all means that you can support your loved one in the best way possible. Something good to research is particular warning signs and how best to deal with them. Knowing, for example, that someone's first sign of anxiety can be them feeling very hot is good for spotting when a possible anxiety attack is about to rear its head. That's it for our tips. 
We hope that you now feel better equipped to help support someone with mental illness. Very good. I actually like that, how it played and everything looked good. I hope it came across well on uh, your all's side. Um, a very nice video, as Hattie said, uh, that you found there. Yeah, I thought that was quite fitting. For, yeah, not too long, but very informative, I think. So, yeah. I'm going to drop that. Um, that's the YouTube channel for Psych2Go. Um, mm -hmm. We utilize a lot of their videos um, yeah. for this show. They're actually on our YouTube channel um, as recommended viewing. And uh, but absolutely, as Michael says, be careful using the internet and try to diagnose yourself and others. Um, that it was kind of touched on in the video as well. Um, just a uh, very uh, poignant way of dealing with people um, with mental health. That, that can be a big thing and a part of what uh, my recovery entailed when I got home. Um, Finally, uh, I had a few questions that I found uh, that might help. Um, is your relationship healthy? Ask yourself, does my partner encourage me to grow? Do we share goals for the future? That's important. You want to have, you don't want to be the same person, but you want to have like-minded goals. Um, <clears throat> do we want the same kind of relationship? Can I be myself with them? If you can't be yourself, what is the point of spending the rest of your life uh, lying to yourself, lying to everybody about who you are? You know, you have mm -hmm. to feel comfortable in your own skin. Um, do I accept them for who they are? Mm -hmm. Do you accept your significant other or coworker, friendship, whatever the case may be? Do we mm -hmm. give time or do we give and take from each other fairly and equally? Or is one person... Um, the alpha male, the alpha female, the uh, always gets their way because if not, there's going to be hell to pay. Um, is my life better with them in it? That's a huge question, uh, and it should be fairly straightforward. Is my life better with them in it? You know, does our time together have meaning? Um, these are just sample questions, of course. Um, something to ponder. Uh, as we start to wrap up the show, uh, we will probably have to do another episode on this, I think, Gemma. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. It's, very, it's uh, a long one. <laughs> yeah, I still have several uh, bullet points that we didn't even get to cover yet, but uh, but that's okay. Um, I'd actually like to do a more specific episode on dealing with someone with mental health problems. Um, this was kind of just an overall foundation groundwork of relationships and what's uh, what's one of the big takeaways uh, from tonight trust respect uh, communication and oh above all please ask for help ask for help it, it, maybe it's not just you that needs help maybe it's your significant other that needs help um, you can start, you can open lines of communication with them about doing it together. You know, it's not so scary when you're with someone. Um, see if they want you to go with them. Um, do a couple's thing instead of just telling them, hey, you, you have a problem and you need to go get help or I'm out of here. Um, these are Difficult terms to come with. Uh, trust me, I know. Um, but overall, it was the best thing I've ever done for myself. Uh, so we hope you have enjoyed. Let's uh, do a little bit of housekeeping here. Um, first and foremost, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we will be doing another live Q&A. So all month long, this episode will be on March 2nd, the first Wednesday of March. All month long, please hit up the Discord. Please hit up the bio link um, and uh, 
halfway down the bio link that you'll see submit a question. 100% completely anonymous. Gemma? Yeah, um, I'm just going to put the link in right now. So, right there, and it is completely anonymous. I mean, there is an option. You can put your name if you wish. However, we won't read the name out on the show. We will read it, um, the question, but we won't read the name out. But you can completely leave the name blank. It doesn't record any IP addresses. It doesn't record your country. It records nothing. It is 100% anonymous. Right, and even if you did put your name, there's still no way for us to verify that that's you. Yeah, so we wouldn't anyway. You could put Santa Claus. We the the, <laughs> the fact is we don't know who's sending mm -hmm. these questions. So if you're worried about that uh, and you didn't send a question maybe last time we did one of these episodes because of that, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you can trust in the fact that we have no clue. Uh, yeah. And like I said, even if you did put your name, we wouldn't be able to know it was you to begin with. So yeah. One thing that I do want to mention as well, if you send a question and it contains somebody else's name, we will not read that name out. If it's about somebody, uh, when I read it out, I will omit the name. And um, I generally, like, if it says he, she, I will, like, degender it so that it can be relevant for everybody. Mm -hmm. But um, the only way I wouldn't read one out, I think, think there was one is because it was literally about somebody and there's no way I could have read it without it being obvious to who it was so right. please do oh. try to be mindful of that and if you submit a question make sure it's if you have somebody in mind that's fine keep that in your mind but ideally be, don't be yeah yeah just keep it be respectful be inclusive and mm -hmm. uh, you can write somebody's name if if you absolutely have to but just know yeah. we're going to admit omit that from the show um yeah. and if it's too uh aggressively put that we it's about somebody then we might have to omit the question but we can definitely reach out behind the scenes to you if you need that yeah, um, so. yeah you can put an email address or a contact detail in there if you need us to contact you privately www mybunnyvalentine.com, a long supporter of the show mm -hmm. since day one, I guess. Um, Ella the Bunny Mom, she's there in the chat today. Please uh, give her website. Our, her website is also on our bio link uh, for mm -hmm. easy access. Use the, the promo code FIREDUDE15. Get yourself some lovable little electronical bunnies. Uh, this one's a Bluetooth speaker. Um hooks up with your phone, iPad, anything with Bluetooth capabilities. There's jewelry, there's apparel, there's stuffed animal plushies, all kinds of goodies. Valentine's Day's coming, Easter's coming. Get it in mybunnyvalentine.com, promo code FIREDUDE15. And don't forget, tonight, Catalyst Wednesday with Jim in Chicagoland. He's also a long supporter of the show. Get some more mental health in you tonight. Uh, by the candle Jim in Chicago land does a great broadcast uh, he fields any and all comments um, and wherever the conversation goes it kind of like I said kind of lets that midday or I'm sorry midweek blues good place to come and chat and uh, be with friends um, again we're going to uh, hit the road now let me see what, if there's anybody to raid um Wellness Wednesday. Wellness Wednesday. Catalyst Wednesday. Um, all, all the good stuff on the Wednesdays. So, uh, let's see here. Ready channel. Uh, there's nobody really on. Let's see if we can pick somebody randomly. I don't know if it'll... Here's somebody. I don't know anything much about this person but we'll rate them anyway what the heck um okay yeah and like jim said uh catalyst is here to listen learn and support mm -hmm. all right guys thanks for stopping in we'll see everybody back here next week